Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of By the Still Water. Like our regular episodes, the goal here is to encourage your search for the God of Heaven. There is a difference between discussing something on an intellectual basis and understanding and applying that knowledge. In this special episode, we will see what love, faith, and hope, all important elements of the Bible story, mean when someone is confronted with an inescapable truth. This is an excerpt from the blog of a young woman who is experiencing the loss of a parent. Where, in such a horrible moment, do we understand and call upon God? Life is marked by moments that change us, change our perspective, change our course of action, change our course of direction, change our goals and ambitions. These moments may be anticipated or unexpected, looked forward to with eagerness or with dread. They can be dazzling with joy and hope or dark with pain and sorrow. When we look back on our lives, these moments will stand out in stark contrast to the mundane simplicity of the days that surrounded them. For our family, February 1st, 2021, will forever be such a moment. Then there are chapters, passages of time that are bound together, and then the page turns and we start a new chapter. It is a part of the same story, but everything has changed. Some chapters commence with pure delight and happiness. Others open with the gloom of dread and loss. Most, however, are bittersweet mixtures of the two. Our family stands on the brink of such a chapter. The chapter that includes the sweet presence of Becky Newman is coming to a close, and a new one that does not include her physical presence will begin. But we know that her spirit and influence will be woven throughout all the remaining chapters in each of our lives. She will leave us for her next life, but she will never be gone. In August, we got the news that mom's pancreatic cancer had returned and had spread to her liver. She was no longer curable, and the goal would now be to manage her disease for as long as possible. Therefore, mom started chemotherapy. Sadly, in December, after her first scan since restarting treatment, her oncologist told us that her cancer was spreading and was not being controlled adequately with chemotherapy. He recommended clinical trials. The path to finding a clinical trial for her was unexpectedly challenging and frequently changing. After much research, discussions, prayer, we found a phase three trial at Vanderbilt that had promising results and decided to pursue it quickly. However, we had the rug pulled out from under us when we were notified the last minute that the trial was full and was now closed. After facing a number of false starts and possibilities, we prayed for wisdom and guidance and notified the Sarah Cannon Research Institute that we would proceed with their phase one trial of immunotherapy. She was enrolled as patient number two, but was actually the first patient to ever receive the study drug. We prayed and prayed some more, unsure of how mom would respond to the drug immediately or long term. We watched her decline. Her pain returned and gradually increased. Nausea reared its ugly head and intensified, and her energy level plummeted. We hoped it was an inflammatory response only to the immunotherapy. As an oncology nurse, I knew that oftentimes things get worse before they get better. 
We could only pray and wait. As we approached the cycle of treatment that would add a second immunodrug to the regime, I warned others that the team might not deem her stable enough to administer the treatment on the chosen day. On February 1st, our nightmares became reality. We finally heard the dreaded words from the doctor. There is nothing more we can do. Mom came home, and we prepared for hospice care. I had envisioned this day and played it over and over in my head, trying to prepare myself. Maybe anticipating it would lessen the pain. It didn't. There was no preparing for that moment, just as there is no preparing for watching your mother deteriorate and slip away. It was happening quickly. One part of me wants to hold on to her. She's my mother, and irreplaceable. I know there will be a hole in my heart when her presence is no longer here. However, as I watched her decline, the other half of my heart cries out for her to go home and to be at peace. Let this chapter close and the next one begin because her final chapter will be the brilliantly happy one with no shadow of pain or fear or sorrow. It will be perfect. It will be the one that reads, and she lived with him forever. Over the past several weeks, I have been mulling over one strong impression and thought. I am so thankful that Jesus has rewritten our stories for us. He gave us a happy ending. Without him, this time would be one of unbearable pain and loss. Her suffering would have no purpose. Her next life would be no improvement over the futile struggle of these days, and there would be no hope of seeing her again and spending eternity together. How dark and hopeless the ending of our stories would be. How could we bear these partings? But God did not leave us to this fate. Even though we more than deserve it because of our sin and selfishness, Jesus' story of redemption and renewal began the moment he entered this world, giving up heaven on our behalf. He chose to live with human limitations, and he did it perfectly so that he could be our ransom. And he died for us. Not a quick or painless death, not peaceful or effortless. No, instead he was tortured, he agonized, he suffered. But it didn't end there. He was buried and he arose. Death was conquered and overcome. Not that it won't touch us, but it cannot hold us. And all our stories were rewritten in that instant. We all have the opportunity for that happy ending. Mom lived her life with that goal in mind. To make it to heaven and to live in God's presence. She held an unwavering faith in the reality of that promise. And she has almost finished her race. And thanks to Jesus, we can rejoice with her as she nears the finish line. What a gift that joy and peace has been. While our hearts are sad to be losing her, we have joy and peace in our hearts that help us look beyond the pain. Our hearts will fill with the hurt and loss. But what a blessing to know that mom is stepping into pure glory and rest. How different this ending is because of Jesus. While we may be tempted to mourn the time that we will not have mom, to long for her to be here for milestones that are coming, 
to resent being forced to give her up, well before many others must say goodbye to their loved ones, and to be angered at the debilitating disease that is stealing her away from us in a brutal way. We are choosing to focus on the blessings that we've been given. God has blessed us with two whole years with her, giving us time to fulfill wishes and dreams that were important to Mom and to us. Time for her to say goodbyes to family and friends, to make trips, to experience important moments, and to prepare as much as we could for these days. Very few people with pancreatic cancer get this much time. God gave us two whole years. Mom has had the joy of being a grandmother, and I think that has been one of the greatest joys in her life. And we have been so supported by the myriads of people all around the world. We have felt the love of so many through cards, texts, messages, phone calls, gift baskets, flowers, meals, transportation, housing, gift cards, and the list could go on. What an outpouring of God's love for us. And we've gotten a lot of family time together. Michael and I have been able to be here close to mom since November. Being able to spend these precious moments with her has been priceless. Not many people get the opportunity to stay close like we have. God cleared many obstacles so that we could be here. So you see, there is so much for us to be thankful for during this time. These are just a few of the gifts God has showered down on us. How can our hearts be bitter or sorely grieved when we have been so richly blessed? I thank God he has rewritten our stories. I spoke to Sarah, the young woman that wrote this, and got permission for me to use it in our podcast. It was ironic because it was the next day that her mother passed. I'm sorry I took those few precious moments for her to answer the phone and talk to me when there were so many things going on. But in truth, I think it expresses many of the things that mean so much to those that have faith and confidence in the words of Jesus and the love of God. But we can begin to really visualize what it means to have hope beyond this life. Sarah said to me, Watching her mother as she rapidly deteriorated had been a great agony to her. When she gave me permission to use this, she said, I hope something good can come from all of this suffering. Thank you for putting your thoughts and your words and your faith and confidence down where others could see it. And among the ugliness of watching a loved one leave this world, something good can come of it. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.